You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Uh, I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. We are back from like a month and a half long break. No real excuses, just a lot of shit going on, and just uh, haven't had the opportunity to really record, kind of let everything get away from us. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that's gone on. I mean, uh, usually the way our podcasts work is, you know, we kind of are paying attention to more or less everything that comes about in, you know, every facet of news, whether it relates to Twitter, Facebook, or like, you know, I guess like actual news places. And so what we tend to do is we'll either jot down notes for stuff that we see like, oh shit, maybe we should look more into this or look more into that. Um, you know, where we'll like send ourselves um, all of these stories from all of these um, different places in order to, you know, go into more detail or at least like discuss changes or things or announcements that are coming up. And so, because we hadn't recorded in so long, but we'd like continue to do this. So like in the back of our mind, we're like, all right, we're going to do a podcast pretty soon. But it just kept getting you know, kicked further and further down the road. Um, when we decided to record a podcast, we kind of looked at the, this, uh, folder where we send all of our stuff and the folder had like fucking, (laughs) it was like, that'd have been like 70 tabs or some shit. And what was funny is that when I tried to open all of these tabs, uh, like so many of them had like different videos and like just, different shit that was announced that at the time our internet was actually fairly slow at that moment and so what what ended up happening was it was taking forever for fucking like everything to load um it was kind of ridiculous so essentially we had to super irritated with it and upgraded our internet just so you could open the file (laughs) well i that did kind of piss me off because i'm like you know what we're supposed to be paying for like this faster internet that's supposed to be for gaming and stuff and it could it never really reached the potential so haha funny funny thing is that like the internet we were paying for was only like 18 uh megabits per second up and then like five or no no that it was like 18 down and then maybe like four up so like it was not very fast and not compared to like cable because we actually were using like AT&T internet and so like cable significantly faster by comparison but um you know finally we had uh you know a different offer in our area AT&T is um starting to uh offer uh fiber and so I was like you know what that shit's fucking expensive but um it turns out that it's not and because AT&T is doing a bunch of shit with bundling we already have like direct TV and other stuff. Uh, the the fiber option was actually like fifteen bucks more than we were paying. So then we went from eighteen down and about four up to about a thousand up, a thousand down. And it's funny because there were people that I know, like my bro- well, like a, my brother in law and other people, they're like the fuck are you running like some sort of like internet like running some sort of high bandwidth website from your house that 
you have to have like a thousand up and a thousand down and I'm just kind of like it's only an extra fifteen dollars a month like what the fuck does it matter you know if you're never gonna have issues with bandwidth right like I mean we already have like four computers in a room it looks like a little lab and then you know and then like each of our rooms have a system you know whether it's the Wii U or the PlayStation 4 or the PlayStation 3 or you know the Xbox 360 or not the Xbox 360 but the Xbox One um we have a lot of gaming stuff and you know then there's other people in the house that stream and all that shit and so having that fast ass internet it's fucking pretty nice wirelessly though it doesn't get a thousand i think it's like limited to like 300 which is still like super fast yeah so um yeah we're happy with that not that we're like advertising for at&t or anything but just yeah pay us yeah yeah <laughs> fucking pay me yeah. <laughs> right no, but, uh, yeah, we're just generally, like, pretty happy with the overall, uh, upgrade for, for like, like, a super nominal price. Like, it was, uh, pretty gratifying. Um, but, you know, excuse, excuse, we didn't do the show, we upgraded internet. Um, you know, to get to the show, um, we want, we, well, I mean, basically the story I was getting at is that we had a shit ton of stuff to talk about. But, I mean, some of the stuff, I mean... We don't want to talk about anything too old. You know, I mean, like, it, fucking today's day and age, I mean, if you're talking about something from five days ago or even six days ago, it's, like, old. You know, I mean, there's there's so much shit that's always coming out on, on a fairly regular basis that we just wanted to stick to stuff that, like, I mean, one, that we just absolutely really wanted to talk about or, like, something that just had, like, we felt like a significance to something that, you know, obviously somebody's, uh, you know, cares about, like, Marvel MCU or whatever. So... Uh, we fucking pared it down to enough what would probably be about two podcasts, um, and then kind of, you know, made these stories the ones that we wanted to record first. Um, so we're going to talk a little about, uh, talk a little bit about, um, Hulu and a, uh, popular movie that they're going to be turning into a show, um, we are also going to be talking about a remake of a very, very popular uh, cult classic movie. Um, then we move on to some stuff that uh, Disneyland has in the works for uh, Star Wars. And uh, then we talk a little bit about the possible recasting of a pretty significant Marvel uh, character. Um, and then we talk, we're, then we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, Ryan Reynolds and, um, you know, some of the stuff he has going on with, uh, Deadpool and, you know, the upcoming, uh, Logan movie, which is March 2nd, March okay. 3rd. Technically it's the 3rd, I think it's Friday, but a lot of places are going to be doing like a Thursday showing like here locally for us, it's going to be a Thursday showing. So technically March 2nd, but I guess the official release is March 3rd. Um, and then we move on to uh, a, a semi-old, I mean, I guess it's, yeah, it's about 20-something days old, but we want to talk about it, kind of kind of pissed us off, and it had to do with GameStop. If you already know what we're talking about with GameStop, um, you know, you probably already have your opinions, but we really want to talk about that. And uh, then we're pretty much finishing it up a little bit with the Nintendo Switch, which, um, well, that's releasing, I think, the 3rd of March? Yeah. Um, so that's uh, coming up here pretty soon. We only got about 10 days left for that. 
and then, you know, basically talking about the peripherals and, you know, kind of some of the stuff that you could expect from it. I mean, most people that probably care about this system have already seen the press releases and others that don't give a shit about the system because it's not on par with what Xbox One and PS4 are offering probably don't give a shit. But, nevertheless, we thought it's cool. So we'll talk about all these things. Um, so to start off, we're going to talk about um, Hulu and their remake of a movie called The Warriors. Now, The Warriors is kind of an old flick. Um, I believe it was in the 80s? Or was the 70s? Yeah, it was the 70s. It was a 70s movie. And the thing that was the the thing that was unique about the Warriors, like we have the fucking director's cut re-release that uh, I bought once they kind of like did a digital remaster with all the fucking extras and stuff. That movie was fantastic. I mean, it wasn't really like an age-appropriate movie for a younger kid, but like I watched the shit out of that movie when I was little. Um, I thought it was fucking cool, and the reason I thought it was cool is because. You know, growing up during that time, there was a there was a very clear, um, like it was very clear in terms of like who were the bad guys. You know, like nowadays, you you might have some indications of like what's a gang member like in your mind, but you know you don't know if the person's a crip from a blood from a fucking whatever they are. Like you don't know what gang they are, and then there's some. S there's some subset of some other fucking gang that's related to a bigger gang, but you would never know unless you, say, looked at their tats or, you know, fucking flat out asked them and, you know, prayed you didn't get your ass kicked. But these older movies, um, for an example, like uh, a big cult movie as far as, like, cop gang movies go would be, like, Colors. The Colors movie that had Sean Penn in it, this movie was, I guess what you kind of saw from gangs during that time where Crips wore blue and Bloods wore red. You know, and other gangs wore very identifying colors and things like that. And so with the Warriors, it was even more unique because, you know, much like a biker gang has, like, their cut, you know, so they wear, um, you know, basically this vest, you know, that's got... You know, either a two or three piece patch system that represents whatever biker gang they're related to. With the Warriors, you know, these street gangs basically wore uniforms. Like, there was no fucking question as to whether or not a person belonged to this particular gang because there were very unique quirks to, like, each gang segment. You know, so, like, um, there was one fucking gang that, like, they had, like, white faces, and they dressed up like the fucking Yankees. You know, they had, like, pinstripe baseball uniforms, and obviously they used baseball bats to beat your ass. You know, there's a, a group of, like, all females, um, you know, that called themselves the Lizzies, which kind of a derogatory term, I guess, for, like, lesbians, but they were, like, a lesbian female gang that would, you know, kind of come on to some guys that might not be familiar with the fact that they didn't really weren't into them, you know, but, you know, last minute they're pulling out knives and guns and shit. Suckers. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, there was just other gangs that, uh, you know, obviously that all had their quirks. It was all something special about each of these gangs that, that stood out. 
And so that's what I thought was super cool because you're just like, oh, fuck, like, the Warriors are fighting this gang and now they're fighting this gang. Like, what's the fucking next gang going to look like that they're going to defeat? And so, I mean, the whole the whole story is is that obviously nowadays there's a ton of gang members. I mean, gang members out outnumber law enforcement. Like, there's no question. And even back then, gang members outnumbered law enforcement. And so, basically, there was a really powerful gang with a leader who was very charismatic who essentially called all of these gangs to meet at this central location because he wanted to convince all of these gangs. I mean, one, he convinced them all to, like, parlay and to basically meet in a common area and not kill each other so that they can hear what he had to say. And essentially, he wanted to re he wanted to unite all of these gangs under one umbrella so that basically they'd own the city and other cities and basically would just take over because... They have guns, the police have guns, but they have numbers. And that was the whole thing. Well, this one crazy fucker and this other gang that was kind of a direct rival to the Warriors basically shoots this leader in the middle of his speech. The Warriors get blamed for it. And nobody knows that it was actually these other guys. And so basically, they're on the run for their lives because there's a hit out on them. Anybody who fucking finds these guys... You know, they're, they're, they're marked. And so they're from, uh, I think where it started, like it might've been Queens. Um, but anyways, they got to make it to Coney Island. That's where they're from. And, uh, so they're just, you know, taking the subway and taking all these different routes, to try to get back to Coney Island. And when they're on their, on their way back home, they're just running into gang after gang after gang. And, you know, they're taking these guys out one by one by one. And the movie itself was pretty simplistic, but overall was very, I think, visually cool. The storyline was decent enough and, like, was overall just a really great movie. Totally rewatchable. You could watch it a couple of times. And um, so, I mean, a lot of people that are familiar with this movie obviously really like it i being one of them amanda did you ever watch the warriors i've never seen it no shit i guess i'm gonna have to bust it out i <laughs> i, I could have sorely watched it together i don't think so fuck <laughs> you don't remember that scene at the end of the movie where that guy's like he's got those fucking bottles on his fingers he's like warriors come out to play and they're hiding underneath the fucking pier and he's trying to get him to come out no? no that's like one of the most iconic parts of that movie was no. when they're doing that no so anyways I, you didn't see it then i guess <laughs> i really thought you had but so we're, we're gonna end up watching this movie probably after we finish recording this podcast or you know tomorrow or something um but it's a great movie and so you know with a movie that's iconic like that you know kind of based on like what i've explained it just doesn't seem like the smart thing to do in terms of trying to remake a movie that was that great, you know, that is loved by a lot of people that watch the movie. I mean, it's going to be really, it, it's a very steep hill to climb, you know, for Hulu and in, in trying to make something that's as good, you know, remaking the magic. Nobody's going to like it. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters is like the example for everything. It was the why you don't remake something <laughs> that classic. Um, but, she, I mean, she has a point. I mean, everybody kind of has... I mean, they don't have to have anything in their mind. They know that the Warriors was great. 
You know, so how do you make it just as good or better? I mean, from an original, right? I mean, that's always a problem with, like, a really hit movie is, like, wow, this is fresh, this is new, this is different. And then, so, the the what made that movie shiny is now kind of the norm, right? Because you've, you didn't see that before, but then you've seen it. So then when the second one comes out, it's tricky in how you make that as good or right. better once it's not fresh anymore. And then without jumping the shark or just fucking completely ruining it. I mean, a perfect example of that is um, Boondock Saints. No, <laughs> Boondock Saints. Fucking Boondock Saints, the first one, right? Fucking amazing. It was an amazing fucking movie. Oh my god. You can rewatch the shit out of Boomerang Saints. Yeah. Or Boomerang Saints. And then we, you hear the second one's coming out and you're like, oh my god, the second one. And then you watch the second one and you're just kind of left like yeah, puzzled. Like, what the fuck happened? Like, why didn't they stick to the original recipe? Yeah, um, that was interesting. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good by any means. I mean, it... No, it wasn't good. Yeah, it just wasn't good. I mean, it, it, we could pretend the second one didn't happen. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's not surprising, really. Um, a lot of these Hollywood companies, I mean, whether we're talking about Hulu or a major, uh, a major uh, motion picture studio, everybody's doing remakes now. I mean, nobody has any original ideas. Everybody's kind of run out of shit. And then even if you do get some sort of, like, original movie that's not, like, a remake of something or that's not, um, like, a movie based on something that already exists, it's usually some, like, super cliche movie that you've kind of already seen, like, done to death, like, 30 times, but they've put their own kind of spin on it. You know, but it's not, like, truly like out of the box per se i guess because they don't teach imagination in school anymore oh god yeah i mean i guess we can really get into that political shit right step in that doo-doo <laughs> it's true though oh uh, yeah it is i mean to a certain extent yeah i mean people would probably agree and disagree it's probably something we should <laughs> stay off of if you don't teach Things like art and music and what are people going to do when they can't ha come up with their own ideas. I mean, they barely teach kids how to read anymore. Common Core with their stupid math. But whatever. Yeah. Subject for another time. But that's why people don't have original thoughts anymore. They don't learn to think. It's just, here, here's this thing. Yeah. Like it. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I guess the more simplistic view of that is just like, coloring in a coloring book and you know some kids might just go wild on a coloring book but then the person who sees the kid coloring or doing whatever they're doing tries to show the kid to color in the lines right stay in the box and so maybe you know there's some imagination lost there i mean like with our kids when they color they do these crazy things i might give them like we, you know, we've got them art books that show them how to do stuff, but, like, we've never told them, oh, color in the lines, or do that. We just kind of let them do their own thing, and, you know, they've gotten, they've, they've gotten a lot better, you know, as far as, like, how their art has improved and stuff. Yeah. Getting a little off topic, but, I mean, like, 
I mean, but yeah, the unoriginality is just kind of one of those things you're starting to see a lot. All the remakes, all the part, all the all the trilogies and the fucking cash cows and everything. I mean, it'd be cool if they made a good Warriors or a good Warriors television show, or you know, they remake this, you know, this into a a good thing. But um, I mean, I guess it's just one of those things where you have to wait and see and judge it for yourself. Although we kind of held our breath with Ghostbusters, and yeah. it was a complete fail. So. I mean, but maybe this isn't Ghostbusters, so we'll just see what happens. Um, hopefully they didn't dump too much money into it. They should... <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, you know, when we're on the topic of remakes, this is kind of even worse than uh, the Warriors remake announcement. Um, when I read this, I almost was like, is this like The Onion? You know, I was like, maybe this is like one of these sites that's like The Onion. Because... This story is about remaking Scarface. Now, anybody that likes a good fucking gangster movie or just, you know, an overall, like, crime syndicate movie, like, Goodfellas or, I mean, just fucking, what's that, what's that other movie? Casino? Or, I mean, just like a really good fucking mob movie? I mean, Star like, Scarface is just, like, at the top of that list. I mean... Like, you remember fucking when Cribs was the big thing? And, like, you would watch all these, like, rappers <laughs> who were like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is my crib. They always had fucking Scarface poster in their living room or in their den or, like, they had Scarface on. In like bathroom. Yeah, you know, it's just like they, oh, I want to <laughs> be like Tony Montana and just have it all, you know? And, uh, you know, so the Scarface is obviously, like, a super iconic movie. I mean, obviously one that really defined Al Pacino's career as he progressed and obviously became like a huge superstar but like to remake a movie like scarface it's just kind of like holy shit dude like this is super ambitious i mean the storyline is great so like if they were to kind of stick with it and not venture too far off of it and they did it well with good actors maybe they can do a good job and you can just be like okay well the original is still better but the remake's not complete garbage and they were able to do some really cool shit with the second one, with all of the, you know, advancements in technology and CGI and explosions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's, sometimes you should just leave things alone, though. Okay, so with that being said, with, uh, you know, the names that got kicked around that we read, it said that, it you know, this movie would possibly be starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Sofia Vergara. Yeah. What do you think about these two people playing in the leading roles in Scarface and whether or not that changes anything in your mind for how the movie could be? I think Leonardo DiCaprio would do a great job. Because he... They, they, trying he, to name a, he gets into it, man. Tr right. Try to name a movie that he wasn't good in. But... I mean, for her. like, at a certain point. Like, earlier movies? Like, we won't talk about, like, The Island or some of these other ones. But, like... Titanic. But, like, after a certain point, like, he was just home run, home run, home run, home run. I mean, like, he's just, he is a really good actor. So, you know, there's a part of me that thinks, okay, this could be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he could really make something happen, I think. Problem is, is... I mean, Sofia Vergara, although visually pleasing, just... She's annoying. She's just... Uh, I, I don't... She doesn't even know how to act serious. She just, like, 
throws her accent in there and shakes it around and, like, is done. I mean, she even did that when she was in Four Brothers. She was so annoying. That's, oh, you're right. Yeah, she did do that. She plays the same person over and over again, and it's just over the top, and that's just, I don't. Well, and I'm having a, I mean, maybe, like, maybe Sofia Vergara plays the sister? I mean, even though the sister had, like, a mad perm, like... They could perm up her hair. Uh, I doubt they would, though, but, but... I mean, maybe she plays the sister and, like, she's not, you know, Tony's, you know, girl, you know, wife. Because, I mean, she was super white. I mean, it... So... Yeah, but, you know, people these days. I don't know. I I mean, it's kind of... I, I don't know. I mean... Because if they're going to make Leo... The main guy, I mean, could she really be his, his sister? I mean, she could. I mean, because the thing was, I mean, obviously with Scarface, you know, he kind of had a thing for his sister. His sister is kind of throughout the entire movie and, you know, all the shit that happens yeah. at the end of the movie with the sister. So, I mean, Sofia Vergara could be playing that role. He's very overprotective of her. He thinks she's attractive. She is a little bit attractive. I mean, obviously, his sister in the original Scarface, like, she was cute, but, like, she wasn't, like, super hot or anything. So, uh, I mean, maybe she plays a sister and it's not the wife. That's what I would imagine. It's because, like, obviously they're related. You know, they kind of have... I mean, looking at the photos I'm looking at, I mean, they have, like, you know, Leonardo, he has a little bit of a... He's not... He has, like, a... Like a medium skin tone, I guess. He can tan up pretty good. Right, and so she can too. So I mean, they could look related. I mean, so so maybe she plays a sister. He plays the main role. In which case, I could maybe see that. I, I mean, I, I think I think pretty much it would all come down to is like the supporting cast. Like who's the supporting, like who are gonna be the other central characters to this movie? Because I mean. Al Pacino, I mean, yeah, he did a great job of Scarface, but I mean, there were a lot of good supporting actors in the in the film too. So, I don't know. I mean, that's the, I mean, it's not really enough. I mean, you're, we're speculating on like two actors and like the possible remake. I mean, if if we had kind of like a you know like an IMDb like casting list, we can kind of murder it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or talk it up. But uh, I mean, if she were to play the sister, it'd be totally cool with it. But I mean. If it was his wife, then I think they're kind of off. So. Or maybe not even a remake. Could you imagine, like, a... Well, this and this would be in line with Hollywood. A sequel to the original Scarface where, say, he ends up having an illegitimate son somewhere. And he finds out, like, who his dad really is. And then he kind of starts down the... I you know. <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of cheesy. That's like done to death too. So, I don't know. And I, th- there's not really a timetable I saw for when this is supposed to come out. Whether or not they're already filming or whether or not they have... Let me see, hold on. It says... They're well into production and they're expecting a 2017 release. So, I haven't really heard much about this movie until I saw this uh, story. So, I guess we'll just... Uh, See, I guess at what point they're releasing it in the uh, this year. I don't know. This te- this to me seems like a summer movie. I'd say it'd make a great summer movie. So yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I guess uh, okay. So assuming that she's gonna be the the sister, 
Like, who's going to take Michelle Pfeiffer's role, like, as his wife? Like, who could you see in that role? I don't know. You mumbled Paris Hilton under your breath. Like, really? I did not. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm actually thinking Margot Robbie. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be she cool. Do, I think she could do that. Mm -hmm. And then she can just dress up like Harley Quinn. No. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just joking. Because didn't she play... Wasn't she with them in that other movie? And I can't think of the movie right now. What I mean, with Al Pacino? Or with... No. And Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. With The Wolf of Wall Street. Wasn't she his... his oh, back then? that's right. Wasn't Was that, that her? his wife? Wasn't that her? I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. I think it was. Huh. I think. I don't know. So maybe... Well, I don't know. That sounds like a, that sounds she seems like a pretty to be good able fit to, to transition into into roles pretty easily. I mean, yeah, like that. I concur. It's actually a pretty good one. I don't really. I mean, even though I asked the question, like thinking about it myself, I can't really. I can't really think of anybody, to me, that kind of fits. The person. You know, like, Michelle Pfeiffer's character in Scarface, like, I'm almost trying to find, like, a carbon copy of that person, but, like, you say Margot Robbie and it makes sense you saying it, but, like, me trying to think of a similar character that could maybe step into that role, I'm just kind of, uh, at a loss. I mean, I can think of some people that look similar, but nobody that I think, like, fits, you yeah. know, so... It would be bad if they tried to put, like, Jennifer Lawrence in there. Ugh. No, yeah, I'm that wouldn't be good. Like, they They're overcasting the shit out of her. Like, seriously, yeah. like, she needs to, like, take a year off so people want to see a movie with her. Because as great as an actor as she is and, like, as cute and girl next door as she is, fuck. Like, if they keep casting that's, her in every... She's getting real tired. She's, like... I mean, and well, I... she doesn't know how to keep her mouth shut. That's the thing. She tells stories about herself that she thinks is cute and then they're not cute and it's, like... Yeah. Well, I don't... Done. <laughs> like, it's like, she's almost like Nicolas Cage. Like, coming out with, like, four movies, five movies a yeah. year and shit. I mean, it's, but the thing is, is, okay, pump your brakes, guys. Her movies are decent. They're not Nicolas Cage movies that are going, like, straight to <laughs> straight DVD or anything. But, um, you know, I just mean, like, in terms of frequency, like... You know, the heart grows fonder when there's a little bit of distance there. And I kind of feel like if she was doing maybe two movies a year, it'd be, like, tolerable. But, like, I mean, she's got a new movie coming out, like, every fucking three months. And you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, we get it. She's good, you know. I think she's got a bank on it, though. Whoa. Someone's probably whispering in her ear that she's not going to last that much longer. So she might as well do it while she can get all those millions. Well, I mean, if she was one of those smart people that, say, like, did it for, like, fucking eight ten years fucking just made a fuck ton of money and then just left the game that'd be smart you know but yeah. i don't know depends on how she manages her money or how really. she lives her lifestyle like after not yeah. like a fucking basketball player like <laughs> buying lamborghinis every six months and fucking having like you know fucking three movies or like three houses in the hamptons or or like lisa renna who takes like every job available because she just likes having the money I mean, her husband's, like, Harry Hamlin, so he still is able to do, like, 
relatively good acting jobs, but she freaking takes like Depends commercials. <laughs> like she's, she's just... just like sitting in front of the camera mm. that much, so she just won't say no to any you know any job. She's like, yes, yes, I want it, I want it. <laughs> you need to have all that extra money for when you want to go to TG Maxx. She sells, and find those deals. She sells her clothes on the Home Shopping Network or QVC, one of the two. Well, that's not really that I big of a deal. Like, didn't that one Jennifer Lawrence character like sell their shit on the Home Shopping Network and make a like a billion dollars or something? Yeah, some she even had a line at Target for a little bit. That huh. Joy, whatever. I can't her think name of her is. last name either, but yeah, Starts Joy. With the M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. um... Let's see. So moving on from the Scarface movie. Let me see here. It's the Star Wars land coming to Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And so they released this video that's just showing like the concept art for like what they want the Star Wars land to be. And are basically throwing out some things that are going to be featured in Star Wars Land. And so, I mean, it's exactly what it says in the title, Star Wars Land. It's going to be based on a planet that exists in the Star Wars system. But I think it's going to be like a new planet, not something that's been introduced thus far. But, you know, in the Star Wars Land, there's going to be like a Millennium Falcon ride. And... There's going to be um, what's essentially similar to the cantina that you see in, like, Tatooine. Um, so, you know, the cantina scene, you might actually get to experience that firsthand. Um, you know, you might actually get to drink the blue milk and, uh, you know, do all the cool Star Wars-esque things that there are to do. I mean, you know, they're doing... Uh, so what what they do? They did the the Harry Potter deal, and it's only in Florida, right? It's no. only it's, or, oh, is that fucking Universal Studios? Yes. Well, see, I'm blending shit together. I th- I thought about that, and I'm like, wait, no, wait. So okay. <laughs> but they I mean they did like okay, so they did Cars Land here in Anaheim. I don't know if there's a Cars Land in the Walt Disney World um one, so. But, like, you know, they're making, obviously, uh, you know, with their purchase of Star Wars, they're obviously starting to, I don't know, like, build the brand, you know, in terms of, like, making the Star Wars land. And, you know, now they're, you know, they're now they're making, like, the extensions of the Star Wars movies, you know, now they're extending the episodes. But then on top of that, they're, you know, producing movies that are supposed to fit in between the episodes, like we saw Rogue One. Rogue One's not the last movie they're doing that's not in the in the trilogy. There's going to be another one. I know. And it's coming soon. You know, so... Because Donald Glover's going to be in it. He's going to be Lando. Yeah, so there's... There, you know, so they're... I mean, obviously, they're starting to build their universe with this whole thing. Which is like, okay, I mean... That's cars, fine and cars, all. cars isn't in comparison, right, with Star Wars, but they have well, the Cars Land. California Adventure, anyway, Radiator Springs. Technically, yeah. So you have Cars, then you have, um, you know, they're making the Star Wars Land. You know, now I mean, they already had Star Wars rides in Disneyland, but now they actually own, you know, Lucasfilm Star Wars and stuff, so now they can do more with it. But I like Star Tours. Yeah, it was cool. 
So, um, now it's like, okay, well, now they own, Mar like, Marvel. So, like, I almost wonder if, like, they're going to be, you know, making some sort of, like, a, you know, Star, you know, like, not Star Wars, but, uh, like, a superhero themed area, you know, that has well, all the, the MCU-type shit in it. The Guardians of the Galaxy, the characters, will mm -hmm. be making appearances at the parks in May. They're uh -oh. going to start bringing them out, so they do plan on fully incorporating them into the parks as well. And, you know, so this is just one step in that direction. Why I mean, not? obviously, obviously you, t you tap Star Wars first. Well, I yeah, mean, they've had the merchandise out in the park since forever. I mean, they fully updated it. Like, there's all kinds of stuff you can buy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have the Jedi Academy stuff. I mean, hell, they were suing a lot of uh, a lot of places that, like, you know, had businesses that were kind of based on Star Wars. Um, you know, people had, like, little classes that were trying to teach, like, you know, lightsaber combat training. And, you know, like, remember there was that uh, article, and, like, there were even a few videos of... Uh, like lightsaber type tournaments, you know, like fighting tournaments and things like that that incorporated martial arts with lightsabers. They were yeah. trying to create like a almost like a league for it, and then fucking Disney stepped in, basically sued the pants off of them. And then I mean, they were even going as far as to like suing little mom and pop places that, you know, maybe only were teaching like thirty people how to do combat lightsaber training, but they were being sued for using the word lightsaber, sued for like you know you know using emblems for like the rebel alliance and um well, that i mean technically it's trademark violations but like you, they couldn't even use the words you know yeah and i mean lucas films has gone after people for many many years for using their stuff so their star wars stuff specifically i mean it's just been yeah, people should know better with that one. Yeah. I, I really go after them. I am but. excited, though. I mean, they're doing it for not not just Walt Disney World, but they're also doing it for Disneyland here in Anaheim. And so, I mean, that's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive for us. You know, so them making... But where are they going to fit it? I mean, there's really no space. Um, You know that one really big-ass, like, parking lot that's uh, oh, pretty... Oh, they take away their parking? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that? Wow. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I'm imagining they're probably just going to build like a super tall like parking structure instead. Because okay, where the parking is, where it's all flat, where it's close to Disney, but it's still kind of tucked in some of those hotels, and it's right by the convention center and shit. The parking areas that are near the convention center, they're going to expand it into that. Isn't that their staff parking? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Ah, suckers! I don't feel bad for you then. Yeah, but they're going to fucking basically raise that whole thing and put it there. So, I mean, I'm sure they're just going to... I mean, all they have to do is, like, just... Like, okay, so they have, like, you know, other parking areas that are a couple of blocks. You know, in, in different directions. But, like, some of them are just flat. You know, like, flat parking lots. All they have to do is fucking build some parking structures. Bam, problem solved. You know? I mean, I don't see that, like, though. but like they can't afford to build a fucking parking structure. They're literally going to build a fucking Star Wars planet with a goddamn cantina and a fucking Millennium Falcon ride, you know, in the park. So like they can't fucking build like a big old con, you know, fucking 10 story high fucking concrete slab, you know, for some cars. I mean, they're charging all of these cars for fucking parking every day. Like that's literally a cash cow to just park. So, like, why they wouldn't do that wouldn't make any sense to me. 
right? That's money that they're losing if they're, you know, somebody's paying to fucking park down the street in some other parking garage instead of Disney's parking lot. I don't know. I'll have to figure that out. I know you're doing sideways eyes at me like, you're thinking too much about this, Jess. Yeah. Just <laughs> let them build their rides. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Star Wars Land's going to be fucking dope. We'll, we'll see. I, I, but I think it's, um, was it supposed to be ready in like 28, it was 2018 or 2019? I don't know. I think it might have been like 2019. It still had a little while to go. I mean, I know they were supposed to like already be, you know, working on it, but. Well, hopefully they're building it safe. Take I, it, your time. It, it didn't say they were rushing the fucking thing. Like, it's <laughs> not a, they're not fucking popping up a goddamn fair with carnies and everything. Well, yeah, they've been hinting at Star Wars Land for like a year and a half at least, so. I'm sure somehow they'll find good contractors that can build it safely and in a timely manner. Well, let's hope so. And fun fact. No. (laughs) Your fucking face. Oh, my God. I just, like, started started laughing the minute I saw your face. Go ahead. No, I was going to share a fun fact about Disneyland. Okay. I don't remember what part of the park they were building. I'd have to look it up. But my grandpa bought, he when he was doing his trekking stuff, he brought some supplies to Disneyland when he was trekking for whatever part of the park they were building. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something like mean. <laughs> he just kind of had that face. You're like, fun fact. I was like, oh shit, here we go. What, someone fell off a roller coaster and died? No, that's the other amusement park. That's not Disneyland. Yeah, it's Magic Mountain. Yeah, that's why I don't go there. Oh, shut the fuck up. You just don't go because you're scared. I don't like roller coasters. Okay, as many people that have ridden those roller coasters, and we're talking about, like, people that drive fucking cars every day, like, significantly less people have been hurt on a fucking roller coaster than people have been hurt driving. You're, like, probably fucking 100 times more likely to get, like, severely injured in a fucking car accident than you are on a fucking roller coaster ride. You're over there like, see, that one time in 2005 when that girl got her legs cut off? That's why I don't go on rides. And it's like, um, ten people died, like, last week in town from fucking, like, just regular fucking collisions. And you're over here like, oh, fucking, but, like but, oh, fucking ten years ago, this person lost their legs. And it's like, okay. So. It's not because of injuries, it's just because I just don't like them. Yeah. Whatever. You wrote on Legoland cars, uh, stuff with me. Even though yeah, you were, like, like totes scared. Well, that yeah. one, that one ride though was kind of fucking. That was scary. Sh- <laughs> it was like sharp, tiny turns. That was right on the edge. That yeah, that that kind of had my ass puckering too. I don't remember what that ride was called, but goddamn it, I had that was don't, horrible. I don't want to go on that ride again. I would rather, I'd much rather it had been like going like eighty miles per hour with corkscrews and fucking ups ups, you know, fucking loopy loops. I'd have been totally down with that. But that little fucking tiny turn bullshit that looks like you're gonna fucking go over an edge constantly, like, that really had me fucking, like, fucking heart racing. Yeah, it was bad. I always felt like the fucking cart was just gonna, like, fall over. Yeah, it was safe at all. (laughs) So, uh, anyways, um, so while we're on Disney and then making the Star Wars land, um, you know, for Disney World and Disneyland, um... I found another story that basically is talking about whether or not um, Avengers Infinity War, uh, whether or not there's going to be a Marvel recast involving Daredevil. Now, I'm a, now this seems to be because it's 
Daredevil's probably going to be featured um, in this Infinity War movie um, at some point. And so the question is, is to whether or not they're actually going to keep the character that plays Daredevil on the Netflix show and whether or not they're going to keep him on and allow him to be the character that he plays in a movie. Now, having seen him play Daredevil... He's good. He's excellent. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people would say, oh, but doing a TV show is different from doing a movie. So what? How? Other than it's just longer. You're literally doing the same fucking thing. Like, to me, it's just like... it. It's this exact same fucking thing. Like, it, it, I, I don't... You know, when people bring that... When people bring that up, it just... I don't, I don't get the logic, but, um, I mean, in terms of the popularity of this, of, okay, in terms of the show, Daredevil season one, fantastic. Daredevil season two, amazing. So now, you know, you're talking about like John Bernthal, you know, getting his own Punisher franchise. Could you see them releasing a Punisher show and then somehow Punisher gets introduced into the Marvel MCU, right? And then them recast John Bernthal? Like, really? See, okay. Like, I thought it was dumb for DC when they have the really successful Flash show to recast the Flash for the movies. But Yes, I, I think so. I think the TV show isn't quite the same tone is their movies. So the guy that they chose to be the Flash in the movies has the acting ability to take it darker, I think, than the guy does that plays him on TV. So oh, right, because it's more family-friendly television that it's on with the CW or yeah. whatever. So I think if people are looking at it that way, Netflix doesn't have that problem with their Marvel shows. They are perfectly they do fine take their with shit dark. It dark, yeah. which goes just fine with the way the movies go. So I don't think that they need to recast their Daredevil. I think they should put him in the movie. And that's that's actually an excellent point, like in terms of the contrast when you're talking about DC, Marvel, and the fact that DC shows are all on network television and Marvels are all on Netflix where they have free reign to pretty much do what it is they want to do. And you know, not have to worry about some of the things that just would not be allowed on network TV. So yeah, it does make perfect sense. But I think just in terms of like the overall success of of uh, you know the seasons of Daredevil and the popularity of the characters, and I think just the range of the people that have, that have played these roles, I think it's easier to transition them into the MCU. And then especially with the example that you raised, that uh, you know they shouldn't. I mean. Jessica Jones, she would. I think she'd be fine transitioning into a movie. Yeah. I mean, she fucking does movies. Yeah, she's been in plenty of movies. So. Yeah. So I mean, I think the versatility in the the MCU guys um, is there, and so I think like you know trying to even even considering like recasting him, I think is just unwise. Um, you know, but I mean. I don't know. I, I I think that. Uh, I mean, there's not really precedent for them, like say, recasting a role. I don't think. You know, I mean, there were some shows that were Marvel branded, you know, on network TV, but 
those same characters that were in the movies still played the same characters on the shows. But I don't think we've seen somebody that started on a show move to a movie. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen it work in reverse. We've seen it in reverse from a movie to a show, but never from a show to a movie. Yeah, shows have always come after, so that will be interesting. Yeah, I mean, because you have, like, Agent Agent Coulson. Yeah. And then, um, god dang it, uh, super hot model, I always forget her name. Hot model. Oh my god! Every fucking time I bring her up, you always do not know (laughs) who the fuck I'm talking about. I'm always talking about the exact same chick. Who's basically like the right hand chick to fucking, um, oh my god, I'm fucking drawing a blank now because I'm just like, how do you always, but I always do the same thing, I always for, I always forget her fucking name, but, um, you know, basically the one who's, uh, god damn it, the one that's like chasing Loki down the whole fucking tunnel before the tunnel collapses, remember, like she was, you know, she's the, she's the badass, it's like the... Right hand man to, or the right hand chick to fucking, um, oh my god. Like, she's like the main, (laughs) the fucking main female agent next to Agent Coulson. Her last name is Smolders, and she's not Is it Colby Smolders? I think it's Colby, Colby, I don't know. Her, her character was like Maria or something. Maria? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know, this this bothers me. Hold on. IMDB, here we come. No. I, I, I have to... Hold on a second. No. no. this is... You're fucking killing me. I'm not. I know what it you is. You are fucking killing... No, you don't. You do. You do not know. Yeah, I do. Let's see. No, I'm, I'm already on IMDB. You can just, no, you can no, just pump the no. brakes. It's, uh... Let's see here. I'm not wrong. Yeah, it's Kobe Smolders. Oh Jesus Christ, you're right. Agent <laughs> Agent Maria Hill. See? That's such I a terrible it. name for that. I she knew doesn't it. look like it didn't even look like a fucking Maria. But doesn't matter. Whatever. It does matter. No, it doesn't, doesn't fit her name. Thor looks like fucking Thor. Like Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye looks like a fucking Clint. Like you look at Co- Kobe Smolders and she's like, Oh my name's like Maria and you're like Really? Like, she's not a fucking Maria. Like, you look at her, like, she's like, like, her name's Maria Hill, Agent Maria Hill. She's like, sexy Hill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fucking face! <laughs> you're oh, you're killing yeah. You're killing me. Or like, okay, Scarlett Johansson. She plays Natasha Romanoff. Natasha is kind of like that sexy, sultry Russian name. She's sexy, sultry. Makes sense. Totally... No? Okay. You're killing me, I made, Smalls. I made my point. I made my point. You didn't. Maria is just fine <laughs> for her name. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm not saying Maria's not sexy, but it's just like kind of like... A mom name? It's just a fucking like regular, like lost in the ether name. Like, like a, there's like a bajillion people named Maria. Like, I mean, all the other names are relatively fucking... Maybe it's because she's supposed to be... A super oh, special agent, because, and she yeah. has a plain name, so she yeah. can just be like, floop, and blend in. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. So, Whatever. um... Whatever. <laughs> hey, at least I got it right. You have that doubting tone. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. No, but you didn't know the last name. You are just like, Agent Maria. Like, that wasn't her whole thing. 
I just couldn't think. And then of I'm all super hot Asian chick. It's like the right hand. And you're like, um, I don't know because there's so many you female said agents. I'm all, who's the model? Well, no, she. I mean, I'm sure she models outside of fucking movies. She's like super skinny model type. She's an actress, not a model. Yeah, she could be a model if she wanted to be. Her agent should know that. Whatever. And so, uh, <clears throat> moving on to other st- other yeah. stories. <laughs> we. Uh, Talk about, um, we're going to talk about uh, Ryan Reynolds and, uh, you know, him basically talking like crazy to Hugh Jackman into making a movie beyond Logan. Now, we all know that, you know, for those that care, and if you, like, care about the Marvel MCU and X-Men, which, I mean, X-Men's been kind of a dismal franchise because Fox does a terrible job, but... This Logan movie has changed that because the Logan movie looks fucking amazing because they're taking a page from what what successes there were from Deadpool and have applied them to this Marvel movie about Logan and about X-23. Yes. Yeah, and so, um, and then, you know, obviously there's Professor Xavier in there amongst other characters, and so, um, you know, this movie does look amazing. They've had a couple of trailers out for it. And it's, you know, it's going to be here in less than 10 days. And so, you know, obviously Hugh Jackman saying, ah, oh, you know, I think I'm going to hang up the claws after this one. It's kind of disappointing because you already have, you know, Deadpool, um, you know, introduced into the MCU. Like now how he's going to fit into the overall MCU is kind of tricky because he's different from everything. Um, but he is kind of, he would be a fantastic character to incorporate into a Deadpool movie. Wolverine is that is that character. It would be a perfect character to kind of like slowly meld them together. And so Hugh Jackman's always said like, oh, you know, I've been doing Wolverine for like 10 fucking years. And like, yeah, for sure, this is the last one. But he said the same thing about the one before that. Thing was is, you know, they showed him the money. He's come back for Logan. And I really, I think it just all, all depends on the overall success of what we see from Logan as to whether or not he decides to come back and whether or not they're going to up the ante and give him more money. I mean, I think that's ultimately all it comes down to is whether or not they're going to pay him well. I mean, it's a bargaining tactic. He's super popular. I mean, he he looks like fucking Logan to a T. You bust open an old comic book. That's Hugh Jackman. You know, so it's like he, he plays him well. And, you know, and for him to be like every time like, oh, this is the last one. It's basically saying, hey, bitches. You better put together a good package for me to come back and play. Well, did you see that picture of him and Ryan Reynolds and Pierce Brosnan all together? And they're saying and they're kind of like be Cable, right? Which Pierce? Now I like Pierce Brosnan. He's a good actor. I don't necessarily see him as Cable, but I mean, there's probably going to be, I think, maybe a little CGI touch up here, or I mean, Pierce didn't look like he was working out a lot. The like thing him, is, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, like, Cable was kind of a bigger dude, a little more rugged, um, and, like, so I, I just, to me, I don't see it, but, I mean, obviously, with the makeup on, all the gear on, everything, you know, maybe, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that he's a far cry, I'm just saying, like, he's not what I imagine. I mean, if anything, I felt like, in terms of, like, size and just look, as far as, like, uh, you know, who would play Cable. Um, I can't think of the actor's name, but um, the guy 
that played, um, God dang it, an avatar, like the, the main, uh, shit, what the fuck is his name? He was the, I guess he was like the, 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 the main enemy Marine, you know, the old dude, the weathered guy who was basically like leading the whole occupying force in avatar. He had that scar on his face that uh, fights Sam Worthington at the end of the movie. Like, he's in control of that Met character. I mean, if you watched Avatar, you know what I'm describing. You know the guy I'm talking about. I can't think of his name. But the guy that played the, the, the guy that played that character in Avatar, to me, is a fucking dead ringer for Cable. Um, I mean, another character who... It, another guy who his name had been dropped. And again, I can't think of his name. Amanda will probably know this one. But the guy whose uh, name was dropped to possibly play Cable was the guy that was in the um, show Bloodlines. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. His name is, um, geez, where'd it go? Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. And so when they dropped his name, I'm like, holy shit, actually, like, he would be a fucking great Cable. And, uh, you know, I was just like, you know, that like, he would be a dead ringer. But then... It was, you know, then it came out that, like, oh, he probably wasn't going to be playing him. And then you find out that, uh, you know, and then you find out that we know with that photo, you know, that it might actually be Pierce Brosnan. And so it's just kind of like, seriously? Like, he's, you know, it's it's him? And so the guy I was talking about played Colonel Miles, uh, uh, I don't know how to say the fucking last name, but he played Colonel Miles, and his name is Stephen Lang. And so Stephen Lang is the character that I immediately thought of in terms of somebody who's going to play Cable or the one that Amanda just named. Uh, you know, but then, you know, both of those names aren't there. You know, it's possibly Pierce Brosnan. And when you're lo thinking about, uh, um, what the fuck is it? Kyle Chandler or uh, Stephen Lang, like, to me, like, they look more similar in terms of, like, what Cable should look like than Pierce Brosnan, but... Um, Again, it's one of those kind of wait-and-see moments. I mean, as an actor, I think Cable's in good hands. I'm just more concerned about, like, the overall physical look of uh, of Cable. So, um, you know. Yeah, it would be interesting for sure. But, you know, so you have Ryan Reynolds trying to convince Hugh Jackman to come back and do this uh, basically Deadpool-Wolverine crossover, which I think is almost a fucking guarantee like, honestly, I don't see Hugh Jackman not coming back to do the Wolverine-Deadpool um, crossover. I think, ultimately, it's not a matter of whether he's interested or not as much as it is about a money thing. And so I think as long as the, you know, the anticipated success of Logan is, uh, is seen, that, you know, there's an almost guarantee that we're going to see this crossover that a lot of people are fucking anxiously awaiting. Um, but on that same note, Ryan Reynolds has also apparently been talking about trying to make an X-Force movie happen, which maybe so many people aren't familiar with, but, you know, was, you know, super popular. Um, you know, like for me in the 90s, you know, reading about X-Force, X-Factor, all these things, um, you know, X-Force uh, would make a lot of sense in terms of like another ensemble superhero cast getting introduced into the MCU um, just because the roster of agents that were in X-Force there's a ton 
that are basically already in the MCU. And so, um, you know, just to name a few, uh, looking at, like, former members that, uh, that are in the X-Force. So, like, Psylocke is a current member. And so, Psylocke was already introduced in, like, the last X-Men. And so, as far as former members, we're talking about Archangel, who was also introduced. Um, I think Bishop might have been in the last, one of the, one of the last X-Men movies as well. So, you have Bishop... Cable, um, Colossus, Cyclops, um, talking about, uh, Deadpool himself, um, god dang it, let's see, there's, uh, Nightcrawler, and who's it, and then Storm, so, oh, and of course Wolverine and X-23, and so, I mean, that's a fucking huge amount of characters that were in X-Force at some point. And so to get an X-Force movie approved, you already have half of these characters already cast and already that exist in the MCU. So it wouldn't be hard to kind of throw together an X-Force team because all these fucking characters exist already. Um, so it makes a lot of sense and it wouldn't require a ton more casting. Like if anything, they can probably cast a few more of these characters if they wanted. I mean, there's at least 20 other characters that they could cast if they wanted to you know, throw another new face in there that we're not, we haven't seen. Right. Um, you know, and there's there's plenty. Like, I know one character that kind of sticks out for me is Puck. Um, you know, so there's, there's a, you know, or Domino. Um, but there's a ton of characters that, Ooh, you know. There's been talk about someone being cast for Domino. And, and you and know, I he. I can't think of it, but I just saw one recently. And, and that, that can definitely be one. I mean, because, uh, you know, Domino is part of a. Was part of X Factor as well, so um, you know there's 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 plenty of uh, potential in uh, in this. Like Warpath is another big character, so I don't think that it's a matter of like if, as opposed to when. Um, you know there will be uh, an an X Force uh, movie, and so I think really it just comes down to whether or not. Or when they make a Deadpool Logan crossover, because then that'll probably be around the time we could possibly see like an X Force movie get introduced. Because then you're talking about like pulling some X Men characters and all that kind of shit into it. Um, I think there's a huge potential for that. And like, I hope, I really hope the rumors are true and like he's really actively working towards something like that. It, it would be pretty neat. So, um, so shit, there's another story and this pertains to, uh, the Nintendo switch. And so, um, basically the retail announced price for the Nintendo switch is supposed to be at like 300 bucks. Um, you know, what I was reading about is like the peripherals in terms of like extra controllers and stuff. So like when you see the announcement for the Nintendo switch, Basically, the controllers that are on the sides of these keypads so that you can, like, you know, make it a portable system if you want when you detach it from the the little latching mechanism that, you know, goes next to the television. Um, the controllers are fucking expensive. Like, the extra ones, they're, like, 70 bucks for a fucking controller. I mean, like, you think a PS4 extra controller is expensive? It's only 50 
and these switch controllers and they look pretty simple too i mean they kind of keep the similar look of what you're used to seeing from like the old style controllers that have like four buttons and a joystick and shit hmm. like they don't seem very complicated but yeah they're fucking like between like 60 and 70 bucks um you know and i've even seen where it's speculated they might even be like 90 so yeah, so it says left and right joystick controllers can be purchased for about fifty dollars, um, and a bundle for both controllers is eighty. So I mean, it's uh, it's well, pretty not bad then if it's for both. But uh, still, it's pretty pricey. I mean, especially considering how small these controllers are. I mean, there's nothing overly complicated about two tiny little controllers, because a pro controller is seventy by itself. The bundle, the little two controllers, are like. 70 or 80 for the tiny ones it just doesn't make any sense like why they're they're gonna cost so much i don't know if it's a you know like a well, probably a, like a software hardware whatever you call it issue that's why i mean when we bought the extra remotes for our regular Wii, they were expensive for the time and we're just like what for <laughs> they're just regular little tiny Wii controllers yeah i, I don't know i think they're overly priced for a pretty bad reason i mean if they want this system to be pretty popular and they actually want people to you know be doing multiplayer gaming you know going portable with this and four people using a fucking tiny ass screen to play a game you know like splatoon on it uh on a four player split screen on what's essentially a tiny ass little screen i mean at a minimum you'd expect that they would price the controllers relatively cheap because how many people are going to own a Switch to be like, oh, well, I'll bring my own Switch controller? You know, probably one person is going to own a Switch and they're probably going to want to have extra controllers so all their friends can play. In which case, you're not going to have enough controllers to do, like, all these multiplayer games. I mean, and part of it, too, is like, oh, multiple people have Switches, then you can kind of, like, line with them wirelessly and, you know, use your screen, you know, to play with these other people on the other screen. Like, those are all good concepts, but just... If those extra things cost that much, I don't know. To me, it, I don't know. It just seems too pricey. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of the flagship shit you're used to seeing, you know, Link and Mario are going to be some of the first games that are going to be out for that system. Um, graphically, that does look pretty good. I mean, it's still going to be behind, you know, what we're used to seeing or what we expect from an Xbox or a PlayStation um, but I think just the overall quality of what we're used to seeing from like the, uh, you know, the Wii U is going to go up significantly. Um, you're going to see a lot more modern games from it, you know, whether or not they actually get significant support from different, you know, game developers remains to be seen because the Wii U kind of got the cold shoulder. Um, you know, yeah. so, uh, you know, hopefully the same thing doesn't happen with the Switch, you know, they're always trying to do something unique, and I just hope that it kind of catches, just because um, they got a lot riding on it. So, I mean, our kids seem genuinely interested in it. I'm just kind of like kind of playing a wait and see game, because I don't, you know, although they enjoy the Wii U, when's the last time we bought games for that fucking system, right? They've got a couple of games, and you know, it's just. Well, buy games for it because they don't play it that much. Right. I mean, they don't play it that much. They like they like the PlayStation games more. They even like the Xbox games more to a certain extent. And well, they can 
Their friends all play that. That's why. Yeah. I mean, so. If their friends played the Wii U more, they'd probably... And fuck, I'd be scared, like, if we bought the Switch, and they were like, hey, Dad, I want to take the Switch screen to go play. It's like, nope. uh, fuck that, you know? Because if, what, that, they fucking dropped that thing? Then what? Your whole console's gone? Like, what is a screen going to cost to replace? I honestly think that the Switch is meant more for adults. I don't think it's for kids. I think it's for hipsters. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be for, like, the kids that show up to Comic-Con and want to, like, go to the fucking Nintendo Lounge and pull it out and fucking play with all their buddies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that happening. I mean, and, and it's not as though they said it was for kids, too, because, like, if you even watch the commercials, it's a There's bunch no of fucking hipster adults in there, you know, playing with it, like, at a fucking rooftop picnic, picnic in fucking Brooklyn. And in a classroom. Yeah, and in a classroom. So, um, you know, it, uh, definitely not aimed at smaller kids in terms of... I guess, what they expected to be doing with it. I mean, like, fuck if a kid was to do it. Oops, I dropped it. Boop. Oh, your whole system's toast. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, that's an expensive piece. It's the thing that runs the whole fucking system, and then it's got a screen, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I really want to get the system, but I'm really concerned about, you know, what games are going to be, you know, what games are going to come out for it, whether or not. I mean, I don't want to buy a system only to find out there's only, like, three games that are worth a shit. You know. That's why you don't buy it right away. You wait and see. Yeah. I mean, and who knows if there's going to be hiccups with it. Like, when the Xbox One first came out, it was, like, scratch. All these people having scratched up discs and, like, having a, you know, fucking system just die. I mean, not that Nintendo had uh, problems like that. But, uh, I mean, I guess it'll just be good to hold off on it at least for a couple of months to see what people really think of the system before you go out and, you know, spend that kind of money on it. Um, so, you know, for one of our, let's see, is this our last topic? Yes, it is. So, I mean, mainly for our last topic, and, uh, this is something fairly recent, not super recent, probably within the last, like, two or three weeks, is that, uh, World of Warcraft, I mean, or Blizzard specifically, um, you know, Blizzard has allowed these, um, these, uh, fucking WoW tokens, and what these WoW tokens did is, you know, they basically kind of took some business away from gold, you know, gold sellers. You know, so instead of having to say, like, if you want gold, you know, but you don't mind sparing a little bit of cash, you know, the economy, the way it worked is, okay, I want 75,000 gold, but instead of buying 75,000 gold from a fucking gold spammer, I can buy a WoW token. And then I buy a WoW token for, like, 15, 20 bucks, and then I put the WoW token on the auction house, and I'm guaranteed whatever the amount of money the WoW token is currently worth. So if the WoW token is currently worth 75,000 gold, I get 75,000 gold for putting it on the auction house. So I get my 75,000 gold, and it's safe. I didn't have to go through some fucking gold spammer to get it. And, uh, you know, in turn, somebody that's one of those fucking people that has like a bajillion gold that they don't know what to do with all their gold because they have so much... That they can buy a WoW token for, you know, whatever, or whatever. So, you know, whatever it's, uh, you know, in terms of what, what the gold, what the token's worth. So then they can spend their gold on the token. I get their gold, and then they get to use the token. So instead of them having to pay 15 bucks for a subscription, their month of subscriptions paid for. So in turn, so basically, they're farming gold. But they're also basically free to play. Because they're not 
having to fucking pay monthly subs because now they're able to buy these fucking tokens. And people like me that aren't super good farmers, instead of me being constantly broke and I, I wouldn't buy, you know, gold from the gold sellers, now I can do it if I want to since I can, like, spare 15, 20 bucks and just get 75k from somebody else that has too much money to, to do with. Um, so, I mean, that's basically what the WoW token was. Now what the WoW token is now is, um, they've basically expanded stuff beyond that. So now, when you buy a WoW token, sure, you get gold, but, um, gosh, I mean, the way it works now, it's, I was reading this video and it, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy how it works that basically... Some of these uh, tokens, because usually they, depend on what server you're on, they might be worth like 50k or 60k. I've read where they've gone up to about 120,000. If you were to sell one, they're they're you know in some servers they're worth up to 100, 100k. And uh, the reason is is because the um, I'm trying to think the tokens. Or the way the gold is working now, uh, you can use the token to instead of pay for the month of game time that you would, you know, say save. There's only, you know, I mean, if you have a million gold, there's only so many months of time that you can pay for, right? I mean, like if, if, if a token costs 75k, but somebody has like a million gold... What are they going to do? They're going to pay it for in excess of six months? You know, at that point, it's like, okay, I have six months of fucking playtime and all this time to play and have gold, but what do I do now? You know? Right. Well, now you can uh, basically use the WoW token and you get $15 of like Blizzard credit. And so this credit, you get $15 worth. You can use it for other ecosystems in the game. So now, if uh, you want to buy these uh, loot boxes that are like in Overwatch, you know, to get skins and to get all these things, you can use that $15 credit you got from the WoW token by farming uh, gold in WoW and get more of these boxes. Oh, you need packs of uh, Hearthstone cards that cost 3 bucks a piece? You can buy five packs now. You know, you uh, you want that fucking new cool mount or that new pet, you know, that's in the Blizzard store for, uh, for WoW? You can buy it. You know, so now people's gold that they're farming in WoW is translating into being able to get, you know, items that you'd otherwise would have had to pay cash for. Mounts, pets, um... You know the, uh, you know the boxes for Overwatch. Um, you know being able to unlock heroes in uh, Heroes of the Storm. You know that might cost between like three and eight bucks a piece. You can unlock the heroes. Um, you know the you know the different uh, all you know the, the 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 packs of cards in Hearthstone. I mean, it's endless. And so this article that I read was saying that like. It basically, the way this economy is working, it's pointing everybody toward WoW, 
reason is is because let's say you play Heroes of the Storm a shit ton, right? If you play Heroes of the Storm a shit ton, um, basically you like with the amount of time that you put in to Heroes of the Storm and the amount of gold that you're making in Heroes of the Storm to be able to unlock stuff with gold you earn from Heroes of the Storm to unlocks that basically it would take like significantly more hours to unlock something using the actual in-game currency. Like the same with Overwatch. You'd play forever and ever and ever and ever uh, you know, to get the same unlocks as opposed to just going to fucking Blizz you know, going to World of Warcraft, farming herbs, putting them on the auction house, making enough money to get a fucking WoW token. Um that basically trying to earn this the equivalent amount of credit in the games themselves, it's like pennies on the dollar. And so it basically it almost encourages you to go play World of Warcraft and Gold Farm so that you can earn the pets, earn the mounts, earn the skins from Overwatch, earn the characters from um, Heroes and all of that thing just because it's significantly easier to do. And so what it was pointing out in the article is that Sure, you could eventually open up all these things, you know, by playing more Overwatch or playing more Heroes of the Storm or playing more Hearthstone, you know, from doing the quests, you know, win three things, you know, win three fucking games with a mage or whatever. But it's inefficient compared to just farming gold. I mean, that doesn't, you know, by farming gold in World of Warcraft... If it's, you don't like WoW, though, you're not going to want to sit there and farm gold. Exactly, but the point the point they're making is that do you want to sit do you want to sit and play this other game for hours and hours and hours and hours on end to get a couple of unlocks, or do you want to spend half of that time in World of Warcraft farming gold and get ten, twenty, fifty times the amount of in-game gold that you can get? See, not really, though, because to farm efficiently, you'd need a high-level character so you could get around faster to farm. So you would still have to put in the time to level your character before you could really start farming that well. So you're still putting in a bunch of time, and if you still hate the game, you're still not going to want to play it. I mean, you can play the game that you want to play and get your stuff, or just pay to open the packs, or pay to get the heroes or whatever but again it's not really that hard because let's say let's say you want to you're willing to pay a little bit of money but you're not willing to pay a lot of money to get where you need to get right in terms of like farming gold so because you can buy a token you know you can buy you can buy a token or you know you can just you know pay money um you know for certain services now somebody can just buy a boost Somebody can buy a boost for 50 bucks, get a character to 100, play from 100 to 110, pretty easy to do, get the character up to 110, and then just fucking farm ore and, you know, skin and, and fucking farm, uh, you know, all these things. And when you boost it, you know, as long as, let's say, you go from 1 to 60, and then boost it from 1 to 60, then, all, then you got all your professions fucking capped pretty much too. 
So you can farm all that stuff relatively easy so it wouldn't be like a huge grind as much as it traditionally would have been, you know, prior to boosting. Still seems like a huge waste of time for people that don't want to play WoW. I mean, I get the idea of them trying to make people play WoW because they're losing all the subscribers or whatever, but... At the end of the day, if you don't like the game, you don't like the game. You can't make people play it. I mean, that's clearly what they're doing, is they're directing people to World of Warcraft. Either that or it was, like, the biggest oversight in the world. I mean, because you're basically saying, hey, look, if you play this game, you're going to be able to get this much credit for that game a lot easier, and you're going to be able to get 20 times as much in half the time as opposed to just playing that game. But... Obviously, gold farming in fucking World of Warcraft doesn't make you a better Overwatch player. It doesn't make you a better Heroes of the Storm player. It doesn't make you a better Hearthstone player because you're not playing the game that you want to play. You're playing this other fucking game. And nobody you know? likes gold farmers in WoW anyway. Right, just you know. throwing that out there. And really, I mean, I think in, it's, it's pretty much just driving down what the value of gold is even more. Because, I mean, the... the the economy is already inflated, you know, in terms of, like, how much gold is there. And so you're talking about, you know, now these gold, these tokens being worth that much more. So now everybody's going to have, like, shit tons of gold from, like, buying these tokens and then, like, redeeming them. And all that kind of thing. And it's driving up the cost and driving up the cost. So, like, I mean, shit, you play fucking World of Warcraft now and somebody puts a fucking level 20 green in the auction house. So, I mean, what does level 20 green cost now? Like, fucking 200 gold. You know, everybody's trying to charge, like, retarded amounts of money. Like, unheard of unheard of prices, like, fucking a couple of years ago. But now it's like, oh, yeah, 200 gold. Like, 200 gold is, like, super cheap. You know, but to, like... And, and, I mean, for people to have a million gold, sure, 200 gold's fucking dropping the bucket. Because, oh, I can make fucking 10,000 gold in a day. You know, but, like, people like me and you that, you know, play rather infrequently, or when we do play, we play... You know, we're not farm, 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 farm. Oh, let's see how much gold I can make today in four hours of grinding fucking herbs. You know, that's not what we do. Could we fucking make that much money? Probably. Probably. I mean, we probably could. But to me, that's just not fun. Like, why would we want to fucking play a game where you're working? Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I mean, I think that I think it's interesting that at least they allowed that versatility to be in the game. So that... Because... I mean, it doesn't just cover that. It also covers the other services. So now, if you have gold, you can redeem that token, get that 15 bucks in credit. You can pay for character transfers. You can pay for renames. Um, you, know, you can pay for faction changes. All of those things that cost real money, you can now spend your gold to get the token to pay for those services now. You know, so there's a lot of shit. I mean, on top of all the stuff that you can get from the other games, you can also pay for all those services as well. So, I mean, I like that they're allowing that. You know, for those people that have a tons of excess. Um, I mean, it is pretty cool. Uh, it's just, you know, there's some drawbacks to it. But, uh, I mean, overall, I mean, shit... I mean, if we were gold farmers like that, I mean, we could basically pay for free or play for free. But uh, we have, like, a lot of accounts. <laughs> like, I mean, to pay for what? So, like, right now we just have the three active. So we'd be paying, 
roughly 220,000 gold, 230,000 gold a month to keep our accounts active. That'd be a lot. It is a lot. To farm. So, you'd basically be fucking farming to get your account for free and <laughs> never fucking play. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys weren't, I mean, most of you guys that play World of Warcraft are already familiar with that, but if you weren't and you've been playing these other games, I mean, at some point you've, you had to have found out in some way, shape, or form just because, I mean, Bnet's connected to fucking all the games, and so they had those announcements going on for a while, but, I mean, I guess if you're not, and you've been out of the loop for a while, and, um, you know, you'd probably check it out and find out that you have all these surplus, all this surplus of gold, and now you can do all this cool shit with it. So, uh... I think you skipped the GameStop thing. Oh, yeah. I sure yeah, did. Yeah, we weren't going to talk about this one. That's... Oh, yeah, we weren't going to talk... I I had to talk about it. You know, I think I did mention GameStop, but I don't know where I went with it. That's weird. I think what I did is I clicked on the GameStop thing, and I might have talked about it, but then I ended up talking about the fucking Switch deal. Because I was, like, switching between the Ryan Reynolds story with Deadpool and Wolverine. And just kind of, like, glanced past it. So we went from Wolverine to, wow, there was no GameStop talk. Or that then we went to the Switch. To... Yeah. <laughs> that was well, supposed to be... Like, for next time? Oh, whatever. Whatever. We're fucking scrambled eggs. We've been going way longer than we fucking planned on. Um, so, I mean, I guess for the last, last story, like, for sure, <laughs> like, for reallys this time... Um, we, I guess we finished with this one because we can just like talk shit or whatever. Is that um, you know GameStop is basically like punishing stores for selling your games, and so I this was from like Uprox and then Yahoo republish it like with Uprox, um, you know, credit or whatever. And essentially, reading this is when um, this is like an allegation that was relayed by Kotaku. And basically it says it involves um, targets the store has to hit. And it's called like the circle of life. And uh, this is based on the GameStop belief that players bring their new games back to be resold as used ones in an endless cycle. So each store has a quota for pre-orders, reward uh, card signups, used games sold, and games traded in. So, it seems fairly typical, but this is where this is kind of where it gets interesting. So, if a store's quota for a used game sells for thirty percent, and the store sells a thousand worth of merchandise, GameStop expects at least three hundred of three hundred dollars of that merchandise to be pre-owned. So, if someone walks into a GameStop and picks up a brand new copy of Yakuza Zero without Pre-ordering another game, subscribing for a new rewards card, um, buying a used game, or trading in some games to help pay for it, then the transaction will knock down all four percentages. Which apparently is a big no-no because it says it gets worse. Apparently every employee on the floor and the store itself has to hit a 75% of their sales quota or they're facing punishments that include being fired. Employees have posted a guide to surviving the program on Reddit. And basically, here's how it reads. And it's pretty fucking ridiculous. 
If a customer hands you a new case, their first reaction should be to check for a pre-owned one. Hell, the piece of shit does it, you know, you know, the piece of shit does it for you. Uh, keep the pitch simple. I actually have a pre-owned copy if you want to save a few bucks, and if you don't like it, you can bring it back. Which, you know, most people will be like, mm, if I'm buying this, I'm probably not going to bring it back, right? right. So then, um, that line alone should uh, get you your percentage, but if they still want the new game, gauge why. Do they not trust pre-owned? Maybe you can convince them with the guarantee. Uh, do they not think it saves enough money, or they want something packaged with a new game? Just let them go. You'd be wasting your time. You can spend it. You can spend that time on another transaction trying to convince somebody to do something else. So, I mean, that seems pretty depressing when you think about it. That basically, they carry new games, but they don't want you to have the new game because that's not where they're making money. They're making money on the fucking bullshit subscription. That like, okay, when we bought the Xbox One for the for the kids. Right. They're like, oh, you want the GameStop reward card? Fuck it. Why not? Bought it. Have I gone back? No. Basically just gave them like 20 bucks. Right. right? And so it's like, why? Like, why would I do that? Like, I pay for the rewards, uh, you know, basically the Gamers Club Unlocked at Best Buy, which I find to be a lot more rewarding. The GameStop rewards reward points, and then most of the shit that you can spend your points on is just, like, junk. Like, you know, so then, like, you pre-order a game at GameStop, you go in there, you pay for the game, you get X amount of points. You spend this much money, you get X amount of points. So, I mean, if you're always buying shit inside GameStop, you know, you probably accumulate enough points to get something maybe cool. But I'd rather save money. And so with Best Buy, you get 20% off new games... You get, like, buy two, get one free, use games. You get, like, 10% off of, like, you know, hardware shit. Um, you know, usually when you sign up, they give you, like, a voucher that'll let you get, like, one game guide for free. Um, they send you, like, a periodical, like, every three months about games or whatever. And then if you pre-order a game that's on a list of approved games, and then you go in and pay for that game, you also get, like, 10 bucks back. Because you actually paid for the pre-order game. So, you're getting 20% off the $60 game, so you're saving like 12 bucks or whatever it is. And then on top of that, you get a $10 kickback later on in points. Which helps you buy another game. So, like, you know, that $60 game ultimately ends up costing like 40 bucks. You know, roughly. So, like, why, you know, why would the fuck would you... Why the fuck would you want to go to GameStop and pay full price and then maybe get enough points to get some stupid fucking toy? So, um, but I mean, just, just reading this story is kind of infuriating for people that do go to GameStop or appreciate games or, you know, that one, they treat their fucking employees like shit. And two, that, you know, they're trying to push all these other fucking things on you because the money they make off of a fucking game, like, is not enough for them that they they i mean fuck this i mean it almost seems like it's a uh, part of the reason you know a lot of those companies for a while were pushing for like uh like that drm type shit where 
oh, if you buy a game with Xbox One, you basically are registering that game to you, and you can't resell the game because it's basically attached to you, or, you know, you use the code, the oh, unique yeah. code for it, so then when you resell it, well, you resell it to somebody, the, the person's got to buy this code that's basically, might as well just buy a new fucking game, right. and that pisses a lot of people off, because it's like, I bought the fucking game, I should be able to do whatever I want with it. But at the same time, that's a, you know, the resale value, I mean, the game companies see it as, oh, well, we're losing this resale value because, yeah, we sold it to him, but now we're losing the sale down the line because somebody's going to GameStop and paying nearly the full price for the used game instead of buying another new copy. So then it's cutting into their bottom line, so that's why they wanted to do that whole DRM thing so that they wouldn't. Because now GameStop steps in and they're reselling that fucking game a bunch. You know, they're reselling all these games for the people that say, like, buy it, fucking play it through in two weeks, and then sell it back to GameStop. Get some credit back. You know, maybe 30 35 bucks because it's still brand, brand new. Right. Even though they paid 60 for it. But now they can go buy that other new game, and then GameStop is selling a practically new game that, what, they paid the guy, like, 20 bucks for? Or gave him, like, $25 in in-store credit? And then they get to sell that fucking for 50 bucks, $10 less than the new price. Yeah. And now they just made $40 in profit as opposed to if they fucking sold, you know, the the new version, they might make like three bucks, you know? So, I don't know, but like, I mean, putting that kind of pressure on the sales, you know, the sales team to kind of be like that pushy on people that like me personally, I want a new one. You know, because, like, think about it in terms of, like, how people use games, the way they use fucking DVDs. How many times have we gone to Redbox and we, we fucking bring a cool... The fucking movie's been out for, like, two days, right? We throw it in the DVD player. We're trying to watch this brand new fucking movie. And guess what? In the middle of the movie, it fucking starts skipping. Why? Because some fucking dick fingers scratched it. And it's only been out for, like, a day. And, like, it even looks practically new at the bottom, but then you see a little nick on it. And it's because somebody fucking scratched it. And, like, I know GameStop, they, like, guarantee their fucking games or whatever. But yeah. it's like, why worry about that? If I pay an extra ten bucks, I can get a new copy that comes with the fucking booklet and the actual cover. And not have to worry about any of that bullshit. I think it's stupid. It is stupid. And they have a really high turnover rate at GameStop, so now we know why. Why would you want to work somewhere where you're basically <laughs> fucking constantly, you know, under this umbrella of possibly being fired because you're not pushing numbers? Like, seriously, does working at a game store need to be that competitive? I mean, you're not talking about fucking, like, selling insurance, you know, or, or, or fucking, you know, having to meet, like, your quota, like, you know, as a fucking pharmaceutical rep. Oh, I need my doctors to be prescribing my medication. Like, right. seriously? Like, that's, like, the level of competitiveness we're talking about with a fucking game store. Oh, you got to get those fucking used numbers up. You better be getting those fucking things or you're fired. Like, seriously? You know? It's stressful. And then as an as a customer going in there and just wanting to buy what I want. Like, okay, if, if it was as simple as going in there and somebody says, Hey, we have a used copy. Would you want the used copy? Save six bucks? You know, like the people are saying in the article. I might be like, no, I'm good. I'm going to just pay the six bucks. 
if the person followed up with, well, why do you want the new copy? Well, do you know that we have this warranty? Well, I mean, what's your reasoning? Motherfucker, I want the used copy. You know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't, I'm not, I shouldn't have to explain to you, like, why I don't want the fucking user new copy. Just sell me the fucking game. Like, do I need to go to fucking Target and go buy it? You know? Yeah. It's like, just fucking scan the stupid thing and let me give you my money so that I can leave. You know, because, I mean, to me, that's just, that's like too pushy for something as simple as like buying, you know, peripherals or games or whatever. You know, I mean, because seriously, you could just go to fucking Walmart, tap the old lady on the shoulder, <laughs> and be like, um, ma'am, can I have that game? And her be like, oh, yes, dear, just let me go grab the keys. And her open that bitch up and be like, is there anything else I can get for you? And be like, um, and throw a controller in there. And her be like, bloop, bloop, hand it to me, and I'll be like, all right, cool. And her not try to sell me a motherfucking thing. You want to know why? Because you don't know shit about games. Yeah. You know? Just be like, boop, boop, got what I needed, bam. You know? I mean, and the only reason, the only time you need, like, a really fucking, like, super trained up, like, game employee that knows, like, everything about games is, like, for parents that don't know shit. Right? Right. Oh, uh, little Johnny wants the, it's called the, it's called the Z-Box? I don't know, it plays fucking games for the 362 or something, I think. And they're like, oh, and then so then somebody tries to school them, and then they might not even have, like, any more knowledge than any other fucking gamer does. Like, you might have, like, one or two, like, super nerds that have been there for a couple of years that actually do know a lot of shit. But then you have those other ones that are, like, they you tell, like, they just got hired, like, two months ago. And they're like, hey, like, I like Mario. Yeah. And I like Zelda because he's so cool. And it's like... So you like Link then? Because fucking Zelda is the princess. Like, well, I've heard that GameStop also likes to play a lot of females because oh, because the nerds. Yeah. It's like oh, it's you're easier, so hot. It's easier sell coming from a girl than it is from a nerd guy. Yeah, it's like oh, she's so hot. I'm gonna buy all my games from her. Yeah, that's sad. Nerd boys can't get jobs. Can't get their dream job because. Some cute girl has boobs. <laughs> womp womp. Yep. So. I know when I worked at Best Buy, and if you wanted to work in the game area, um, you had to pass a test. Like, you had, they, you had to, they give you a fucking written test, and that fucking test is hard. Like, it asks you all kinds of obscure questions about different games from like different platforms and i'm talking like old fucking platforms and like don't even get fucking played anymore but they would ask you questions about like this particular game from this platform and this handheld from game boy color or fucking game boy advanced or like what this fucking uh you know sega cd game was or whatever i mean like it went into super good detail and i mean i i thought i was a fucking game aficionado and i only got like fucking half like, less than half right. It was pretty humbling. And the reason was is because not only do they want you to be, like, super knowledgeable when it came to games, but if you were able to pass that test, it showed, you knew, you, it showed that you knew what the fuck you were talking about and it qualified you for them to basically pay for you to go to, like, E3. So, um, if you wanted to go to E3... Like, 
as a best as as a Best Buy employee, as a game expert, you had to prove you were an expert by passing that fucking test. And you couldn't fake that shit. You had to know your shit like fucking to a T. So that's cool. Yeah. So not too not Best Buy or anything, but they have no pressure sales. And they actually save money for you, as opposed to guaranteeing you lame ass points. And they sell you shit too. And whatever. And if you have their fucking gamers club unlocked, you can buy two new used games and get the third one for free. Like you don't get that shit at fucking GameStop. Yeah, I like GameStop. That's like a last resort place for me. I, I used to go to it like way back. And then, like, I just don't like it anymore. It's just really overpriced for what it is. Yeah, they've they're they're definitely not competitive with. I mean, like as a game store, as a game store, like they're definitely not competitive with their competitors. No, <laughs> that's for sure. So, uh, so like I said, like we have a ton more stories and other cool shit that we want to talk about, but. Um, like, I think, what the fuck is our show running at right now? So right now our show is, like, long as fuck. (laughs) And, um, so we're pretty much going to end it right here. Uh. It's night-night time. Yeah, this is going (laughs) to, this is going to be a show that, like, you might, if you're listening to it, you're going to have to listen to it in, like, increments, because we went overtime. It's probably one of the longest podcasts we've ever recorded. I guess it kind of makes up for the fact that, like, we didn't record for, like, ever. Um, so we'll probably be recording another podcast in a couple of days to talk about the other stories that we had uh, piled up. And uh, so with that, um, I guess this is uh, going to be wrapping up episode 45. Ooh, that's like a midlife crisis. <laughs> Definitely is. We're like, oh, fuck. Oh, we haven't done it for a month and a half. Let's make it real big. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's definitely midlife Usually. crisis status. Yeah, hugely. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, we did it bigly. The show was tremendous. And it's great. It's going to be great. I hope you think it's great. It's going to be great. We're going to make the podcast great again. <laughs> With that... Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> this has been episode 45. Thank you. I know my Trump impression wasn't very good. But I'm Jesse with Amanda. Yay, you saying, know how to find us. Yeah, saying, oh yeah, we didn't even do any of the contact shit, but you know how to find us. That's for next time. iTunes, iTunes and SoundCloud. <laughs> Conversationalists, all the other stuff, stepchildren. So, thank you and good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>